Welcome to the latest edition of the Buff Zone podcast. I'm Brian Howell, and I'm joined by Pat Rooney, who does not sound as nasally and sick as uh, he did a week ago. So, Pat, sounds like you're feeling better. Good button today, I promise. And, uh, yeah, feeling much better. It kind of went through the house over there, over here since we last chatted, but uh, but I'm good. So that's all that matters, right? <laughs> yes, it is all that matters, especially as uh, you know, you are heading to Arizona this week, and uh, so are the men's and women's basketball teams. It's kind of that rare week. I don't know how often that happens that you know both of them are on the same trip uh, at the same time. But um, and you're actually going to get a chance to see the you're going to cover the women uh, for us on uh, on Friday at eleven o'clock. They play kind of an odd time, but um, you get some three basketball games this weekend, so it should be a fun trip. Yeah, looking forward to it. Uh, you know, I was thinking about it. I think it happened once, like maybe five or six years ago that the women were uh, on the same road swing as the men. Uh, I seem to recall, though, it was it was in Oregon, and it was, it was one of those years where uh, the Buffs were, you know, limping toward a 10-and-whatever finish, and Oregon was a top-three team in the country. Uh, so I don't, you know, I, 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 didn't, I didn't go cover that one. This one, though, yeah. however, the women's game is probably what I'm looking forward to the most on this trip at this point, obviously it'd be nice. It'll be nice to finally check out the Arizona Wildcats on Saturday. Uh, only matchup of the season uh, this year against the Buffs men's team, but uh, looking forward to seeing the uh, the women. I don't usually get to watch them this late in the season. As we know, the, the schedules are, you know, I'm usually out of town when they're at home and vice versa. So uh, definitely looking forward to the opportunity to, check them out on, on Friday after, afternoon too. It's an early game. Yeah, you know, and and we're gonna chat. Uh, start off with the women because uh, that's the more interesting team right now, honestly. And you know, frankly, that you know, throughout this entire school year, that might be the best. This might be the best team at the University of Colorado right now, and, and uh, it's an exciting team. You know, they're twenty and five. They just moved up to number twenty-one in the rankings. And as we're doing this on a Tuesday, uh, ESPN just came out with its new bracketology. And they've got CU projected as a number four seed, which means hosting the first two rounds in Boulder, which, you know, it, it's it's kind of amazing that this program has elevated to that point that, I mean, there's still some work to do, Pat, but I mean, they're in contention to potentially host the first couple of weeks, the first weekend. Yeah, and that would be fantastic. Would love to see that happen and, and see that game, uh, you know, the opening round in Boulder. Um, you know, what strikes me about this team is, you know, especially obviously following the men's team is, is a lot of players on this women's team uh, were able to do something this year that a handful of the, of the players on the men's team were not in taking their game to the next level. Obviously, we talked at the beginning of the year, how are they going to replace Maya Hollingshed? And, you know, you know, they no offense to her, but they, they don't miss her. Um, Quay Miller has taken her game to another level this season. And has really kind of filled up a lot of that that void in the middle. You know, Arnett Vonley. I don't think anyone expected her to be playing as well as she is after transferring here from Arizona. She's also helped kind of uh, you know take take some of that load. Frida Foreman has bounced back and is having a great season. So across the board, we're seeing uh, players that have t- kind of taken the next step for the women's team. Uh, and obviously, it's it's really turning into a special season. Yeah, you know, it it is one of those years that. You know, I wrote about this uh, in an article that uh, ran today's paper, but, you know, last year was kind of this 
um, sort of breakout year for the Buffs. They've been building up to it, and uh, they finally break that nine-year tournament drought, but then they lose three really significant starters, Maya Hollingshed being one, who two-time first-team All-Pac-12, first-round uh, pick in the WNBA draft, which means nothing in the WNBA because she ended up getting cut. You know, it's just kind of weird how they do that there. But anyway, um, she was a really good player. Peanut Tuatele, uh, you know, Lucila Finau, two senior multi-year starters that were significant leaders for this team. You lose three players like that, and uh, you're supposed to drop down, right? And, you know, that's what was projected. They were projected to finish eighth uh, by both coaches and media, and then here they are, four games left. They got a two-game lead uh, for the third spot, and they're only one game out of first. So, um you know, this team is in contention for a, an actual league championship with four games left, and they still get Stanford on their home floor, uh, you know, which is a tough one, but they did it two years ago. Uh, they've got an opportunity here to win a conference title, and it's because, like you mentioned, players like Quay Miller, uh, you know, she's playing at an extremely high level. You know, Frida Foreman's finally found the shooting touch she had two years ago and doing things outside of shooting that she's never done before. Jalen Sherrod's playing better. Uh, you know, Aaronette Vonley, you know, the Arizona transfer, things like that, all those girls you mentioned. But they're getting contributions from just about everybody, and it's a really fun team to watch. Yeah, absolutely. You can kind of see that on the floor. I think that goes a long way. They enjoy playing uh, together. Uh, they, they enjoy sharing the ball. You know, I, I, I talked last week about that. That play I thought was a really telling one, you know, with Kendall Weta hitting the shot at the end to, to beat UCLA. You know, Jalen Sherrod being willing and uh, is it to pass up the opportunity. She had an opportunity to shoot that and gave it up, you know. And I think that kind of symbolized where this team is at this season. Um, and, yeah, still still a lot that can happen down the stretch, as you mentioned. Um, four games remaining in the regular season. Uh, beginning this Friday at Arizona State, and obviously a tough one on Sunday at Arizona. Unfortunately, I kind of booked my travel home before I kind of realized that that they're actually going to be there at the same time. So not going to be able to get to that Sunday game, and then uh, home against the Bay Area schools. So a great opportunity for a strong finish here from the Buffs, and, and certainly looking forward to seeing what they can do uh, at the Pac-12 tournament in Las Vegas, and even beyond that. Yeah, you know, and. You know, it's funny, you know, we mentioned there's a tough game on, on Sunday and, you know, you, you look at the four game stretch and it should be an easy one on Friday because Arizona state is last in the conference and they, they haven't even won a game yet, but you know, I'm, I'm just looking this up as we're talking. So I'm sure you don't know this, but Friday when they play is the 10 year anniversary of the last time CU beat Arizona state. It's been that long. They've lost 14 straight wow. to the sun devils, uh, you know, going back to, you know, 2013 and, uh, you know, when the Buffs last beat them, CU was ranked number 21 in the country. CU goes in there 21 in the country this week in Tempe. So, um, you know, I guess all the all the stars align uh, that this should be the year they get them. I mean, Arizona State stinks, and uh, they were supposed to come here uh, last month but had to cancel because they had too many injuries. So, you know, they had to forfeit. So that's one of CU's conference wins. But um, they get an opportunity to finally – actually play and potentially beat the sun devils they got to get over that little hurdle first when you haven't beat a team in 10 years you got to get over that little hurdle i think yeah and i think the buffs will be ready i think that's the other thing that has stood out particularly the past couple weeks 
Uh, they had the overtime win against UCLA, and as we all know, they, they stumbled a couple days later against USC. Um, but they really seem in the couple weeks since to have really taken that lesson to heart uh, uh, that you just got to be ready to play every night. It's a tough conference for women's basketball. Uh, anybody can, for the most part, beat you on any given night. And I think the, you know, the Buffs have the look of a team that, that kind of took out, you know, you never want to have to learn from defeat, but the, they, they seem to have done it from since that USC game. Uh, you know, they bounced back with the two impressive road wins against the Oregon teams and then came home and, and took care of business against the the Washington teams last weekend. So uh, I think there was a lesson learned there about making sure you, you, you come into each tip off with the appropriate mental approach. And, you know, I, for one, well, I'm, I'm, I'm thinking they'll be ready to go on, on Friday afternoon. Yeah. You know, and it's a, it's a sort of a, I don't know, pivotal, but it's a big weekend for him because, uh, you know, Arizona obviously is one of the better teams in the country as well. They're 18 in the country. Uh, but uh, this has been a tough place for the CU women. I mean, they haven't won in Tucson since 2015, haven't won in Tempe since 2013. So uh, it's been a rough trip for them uh, for a number of years. And, uh, you know, this is an opportunity. Now, they, they've done some things recently, Pat, that, you know, you could say, well, that was a house of horrors before. Like going up to Oregon was always extremely difficult for them, and they swept those schools. They swept at Washington. So uh, they've done some things this year that makes you say this, <laughs> this is just a different basketball team than than uh, what has been playing the last several years. So um, I agree with you. I think they'll be ready. That's kind of been their mantra is that they just kind of they show up, you know, nine times out of ten, they're going to show up ready to play some basketball. And it'll be interesting to see how that goes on Friday afternoon. And and really, you want to keep this momentum going down the stretch. And not so much about the the wins and losses. You know, uh, obviously, Arizona State or, or Cal at home to finish would would be bad losses. But if they lost at Arizona and home against Stanford, you, you know, probably wouldn't be the most disappointing thing in the world at this stage. But uh, with only two more weekends left in the regular season, you kind of want to stay at this level of performance going into the postseason. So win or lose, you want to see this team come out sharp this weekend, uh, again next weekend when they get to finish at home, uh, and obviously go into, you know, this team is kind of looks like it's one that should be built for postseason success. Obviously you want to keep this momentum rolling uh, over the couple weeks until they get there. Yeah, you know, and, you know, you booked, uh, you said you, you booked your trip not really realizing they were going to be there, so you're going to miss that one. I'm booked for Vegas and I booked for being there for the first round. And it looks like I might be there even before the team because they're not going to play that first round yeah. the way things are going. So um, I guess it's better to be there early uh, than late. Um, so uh, it'll be, it's going to be interesting to see this team as they, they play down the stretch and we're going to talk more about it, you know, over the next few weeks as well, but let's transition over to the men, which, you know, they're not finishing the way uh, the women are obviously. And uh, it's been a rough season. And, you know, you and I were talking, you know, offline before uh, earlier today. And um, this is, I mean, this is one of Tad's three most disappointing teams in this, what, 13 years. I lose track. Yeah, I think so. I'm going to put out a little piece today about, uh, you know, look at a quick glance at, at, you know, some of the most disappointing teams of, of his era, you know, I think this one has to be up there. Uh, you know, whether you thought they'd be an NCAA tournament team, I certainly thought they could be. Uh, but even beyond that, you know, the idea that at this stage that they're so far out of even NIT consideration, I think is extremely surprising. I, I thought in a worst case scenario, 
you know, that an NIT berth would, would practically be a given. Um, we're, we're not there. Uh, certainly they can still make noise down the stretch. They, you know, those are two quad one games this week on the road, uh, first at Arizona state. And then with their only look at the wildcats this year, they get to finish their three at home. They have generally played, uh, better at home, uh, but they're going to be, you know, pretty heavy underdogs against three teams that will be battling either for a conference championship or, or an NCAA tournament berth in, in USC, UCLA, and Utah. So, to make a run, they're going to have to do a couple things that they haven't shown they can do all year. One is to win on the road, uh, and two is to you know really put a run together. You know, besides uh, a stretch in December that was heavy on home games against mid majors, uh, they've only won more than than two games in a row uh, once this season. It was a five game winning streak in December uh, that, like I said, was mostly it was that kind of run against North Alabama. Alabama, Northern Colorado, Colorado State. It was mostly mid-majors and and mostly at home during that run. And they haven't really shown that they can win consistently otherwise. They haven't shown that they can win consistently away from home. Uh, and so, you know, you got to kind of concede it at this point at, of, of the season. You know, what, what kind of chances are that they're going to be able to show that with the games that are remaining when they haven't shown it so far? Yeah, you know, and I think throughout this season – you know, I know myself and I don't know about you, but probably a lot of Buff fans, you know, think back to, you know, way back <laughs> November 13th, you know, you beat a team like Tennessee and and then a week later you beat Texas A&M. You think, man, this team is so capable of it. But November was a long time ago and this team just hasn't looked anywhere really like that, you know, in a while. And so it's hard to imagine them you know you mentioned clearly they struggled on the road they're one and eight on the road uh they're usually pretty good at home but their track record recently of beating good teams is not very very good and here they've got all three home games usc ucla and utah as you mentioned three teams that are fighting for uh some playoff position or postseason positioning so uh, they've got to upset good basketball teams if they're gonna kind of not slide into the uh, pac-12 tournament yeah, as it stands right now, they would be the seventh seed in the Pac-12 tournament, uh, pretty much only because they're tied with with you know two of the few teams they do have a tiebreaker against. Uh, they're tied in the loss column right now with Washington State and Stanford. Um, they won their only game against Washington State this year, and obviously were able to, to sweep Stanford. But you know, you look at the schedule and it, it, it's hard to see the buffs maintaining that position um, or, or, you know, certainly not improving it. You know, the most likely scenarios, they kind of slide from there. Um, and then there's teams behind them, you know, like Washington has 10 losses in the league, but Washington has a tiebreaker against the buffs. So uh, they, you know, it's almost like they, you know, falling one game back is and, and falling into a tie with Washington is almost like losing two games. Uh, because now you're in a position where you start losing tiebreakers against some of these teams. So, uh, you know, they, I, I don't think they're going to finish seventh at this point. You know, there's too many tough games left, and they've just been way too inconsistent. And, and Tad Boyle said it again after the loss at Utah last week, uh, just not tough enough to close out some of these close games. Yeah, and, you know, the one thing you hope is that, you know, I know you you were on the record before the season of saying this is an, this is an NCAA tournament team. I guess the hope is that the talent is there. And, you know, throughout his tenure, Tad sometimes uh, uses the media to get a message across to the team. And 
it's probably the same message he gives to the team, but when it's out there publicly, it might resonate a little bit more. And maybe when that toughness message is out there, maybe we see a different Buffs team over, over the last few weeks. I mean, I, I do think they're capable. I, I like the talent in a lot of areas on this team. It just, for whatever reason, uh, has not come together. And I think if they can somehow find that mental <laughs> toughness and and play physically tough, you know, I think they're capable of it. And so uh, I think it'll be an intriguing uh, next couple of weeks to see, can this team actually muster something and finish strong? We'll see if they can put it together. Ted Boyle's been questioning this team's toughness publicly since November. I had a story yeah. yesterday, you know, a lot of the same quotes he's putting out now with stuff we're saying in November. And to me, that's another thing that, you know, where Ted Boyle and this staff has fallen short this year. Yeah, because they are capable. You mentioned it. We saw the Tennessee win. We saw the Texas A&M win. And when they play like that, it's like, okay, this team can hang with anybody when they put it together. And it didn't mean there weren't going to be growing pains from there. There's guys in new roles and that sort of thing. I, I talked last week. I personally have not been one about, you know, using youth as an excuse for this team. These are a lot of guys that have been in the program for multiple years um, so I don't think that part of it, you, you know, they were a lot of them are in different roles and that sort of thing. So you, you saw it in November and you kept thinking, OK, this this team might stumble along the way, but they're going to get better. They're going to put it together. And, you know, most years they do. Most of the time under Coach Tad Boyle, they have improved and and been better in January and February than they were in November and December. You know, we saw it last year. A lot of these same guys. I know Evan Batty and Jabari Walker are gone, but. Uh, you know, Tristan De Silva and KJ Simpson certainly, you know, among other lost and lovering to start the year, uh, certainly were part of this team last year that stumbled out of the gate, but got better. They played well in February and into March and were able to secure an NIT bid. And you kind of kept waiting for that to happen with this team. You know, we saw the potential early and he kept waiting for the, the cohesion maybe to catch up. But for whatever reason, this year's group, you know, the, the talent is there, but they just have not been able to put it together. Yeah, you know, and, and they've proven capable at times. I mean, the win against Oregon uh, at home on January 5th was impressive. Uh, the win by 27 in that one. Uh, their win against Stanford, you know, on, on February 5th was pretty impressive. You know, that was a team that – a Stanford team that was playing pretty good basketball and CU beat them up. So they are capable. That's why I don't think they're going to, you know, go 0-5 down the stretch. But – um you know, to to expect them to put it together multiple games, we haven't seen that yet, and so it's hard to expect that. I do think they'll steal one or two in that stretch, but to expect it out of five games, uh, you just can't at this point. Yeah, exactly, and you know, we'll see where it leaves them for the Pac-12 tournament. I believe the lowest seed they've ever been in that tournament is tenth. Uh, from another team that will make this list coming out <laughs> this afternoon, the uh, vaunted 2014-15 bunch that. Proved to be Brian House, one song on the beat. Uh, he just couldn't go on after that season, folks. So <laughs> the CBI uh, did me in. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that was the last straw for you. <laughs> um, uh, yeah, so you know this this team just uh, uh, hasn't put it together, and uh, you know, uh, I, I boy, you know, the, you would think that they could rise up and, and beat some along the way, but. Uh, you know, it, 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 it's kind of starting to get to the point where they're looking like a beaten down bunch. Yeah, you know, and that's disappointing because they are they are too talented to be sitting where they are, but they are where they are. So uh, we'll we'll see how this weekend turns out. Um, obviously, 
you know, it's going to be a tough one for both the men and the women at Arizona. It always is. The women should uh, at least win one down there. They're capable of winning two. The men, they're going to have to steal at least one of them. So, so we'll see. Um, you know, but enjoy Arizona down there. Looking forward to. It. Don't like to complain, but the weather on the uh, trips this year has been less than desired at every uh, location. So, um, hoping hoping for big things out of Arizona this week. Well, it's going to be less than desired up here, so I imagine it'll be better down there. Yeah, and it should be noted, going a day early, as we're talking here Tuesday afternoon, um, I actually shuffled things around to to try to get out of here tonight a day ahead of the weather. So um, hopefully hopefully that pays off and smooth travels. Well, have a safe trip, and uh, we'll chat with you afterwards, and we will be back next week to talk more basketball and see where the Buffs uh, men and women are at that point. Yeah, bonus coverage with the women's team on Friday uh, at ASU for me. We'll have coverage all weekend. Check out buffzone.com. And as usual, thanks for listening.